Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. And you can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. Uh, with me this week is my dad. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing great. Great. Uh, here we are the week after the Super Bowl, um, post-NFL season. So let's just kind of wrap it up. And let's talk about the game. Um, now, I have always thought, and I've always maintained uh, to myself and others, if there was ever a Super Bowl that went into overtime, it had to be, without a doubt, considered the greatest Super Bowl uh, up to that point, uh, if if not ever, because it's it's a championship, it's a winner-take-all game, and it's going into sudden death overtime. And uh, this game fit that bill. I do not like the. <laughs> The team that won it, um, but I do have to consider the game because of its historic comeback, and because it was epic, and because it went into overtime, uh, it has to be considered um, the greatest Super Bowl uh, to this point. Um, so uh, yeah, because it had both elements: it had uh, uh, a comeback and a collapse. A comeback and a collapse um, in a year. That in a uh, not a calendar year, but a season year, because um, obviously the Super Bowl is played in the year following the season in which it's attached to. But with the Golden State Warriors blowing a three games to one lead, with the Cleveland Indians blowing a three gum, three games to one lead to the Cubs, and now you have um, you have the. Falcons blowing a 25, 25 second half, twenty five point second half lead. Um, it's it's a it was a season of collapses uh, in the championship rounds for all the sports. Um, now was that a classic bounce? I mean, because it didn't happen in the beginning of the game, it went unnoticed. But you saw how many points they had scored in a row, and I thought the two weeks in between both games would be enough to offset the bounce. But, uh, I mean, that's really what it looked like at the end. Well, a lot of it also has to do with, and you you probably heard the stats for two weeks, uh, no Super Bowl champion had won with a defense that ranked outside the top ten, and the Falcons had a defense that ranked outside the top ten. And and I thought, uh, one stat I saw, that the last eight league MVPs that were in the Super Bowl lost. No, no, no NFL MVP uh, has ever won the Super Bowl the same season. Right. Um, so that that just that continued. Um, uh, also, you have the continuation of the white jerseys winning uh, teams. That was the last thirteen Super Bowls. Twelve. Uh, the twelve. The twelve winners have worn the white. The home white jerseys or the home. Yeah. Yeah. In any case, but uh, you know, but there, there were some oddities in the game, like who won the turnover battle, lost the game. The team that uh, had a pick six uh, against them lost. And also, uh, yeah. 
was it? A one, I'm sorry. Now the stat is a one and 93. Um, yeah, yeah. Or one in 115 uh, is now the stat. It used to be a zero and 115 when a team led in the second half. Basically, there was no way. 99% chance the Falcons had a chance of winning this right. game. There was, and, a, there was a 1% chance for it to win one, yeah, and statistically. It, and it came through. And when you look deeper into the numbers and you see that the Falcons only had 46 offensive snaps while the Patriots had 93, which is an outrageous amount. And yeah. I mean, uh, What if Buddy Ryan was uh, at, uh, the Falcons' defensive co- coordinator? I mean, he'd be punching somebody. He'd be punching... Uh, <laughs> He'd be punching uh, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, how do you put your defense on this to defend 96 plays, 93 plays? You know, I, I talked about how that this Super Bowl reminded me a lot of the 2000, uh, uh, was it Super Bowl 36? Um, Rams, Patriots. Uh, right. went, that was that was the greatest show on turf, and this was this was just like the greatest show on turf, part two. Yeah. Yeah. But in that game, instead of running the ball, uh, Mike Martz, and the Rams kept, just threw it, and they left all this time on the clock in yeah. in in, thir- in Super Bowl thirty six. That's a good point. And here, when you go back to that, that really the the absolute chance they had to put the game away did the Falcons when they had three. My goodness, three holding penalties in a row. They were in field goal range, and well, they, that's all they needed after the onside kick was 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 failed by New England. That was their chance to get a field goal, and they were they were right there. But they they insisted on throwing the ball. Shanahan but insisted on throwing. Look how many minutes they could have taken off the clock. You know, seconds at a time. They they were not taking full advantage of milking the clock. No, they had the ball. They had the score, and all they needed to do was run the ball. But pride before the fall. Shanahan and and this team. <laughs> I'm sick. I mean, how on a team where you have a a, a two-headed monster, a two-headed beast, like Devontae right. Freeman and Tevin Coleman, where you have a power back and a scat back, where you have two legitimate yeah. thousand-yard rushers on your team. Well, one you... guy got hurt. Right, right, but that was after this. Okay, and you have Julio Jones. I mean, the guy was thrown to four times. I mean, he showed you he was a magician. And then the and, four... And, and they don't feed him the ball. I, I'm, it's shocking. I mean... It's... Well, and I look, we knew the game plan going in was that they would cover up Julio. They would say, he all couldn't. right. He proved every time he threw him, he can't cover him. No. The guy was, was totally covered. He was, he was a magician. I'll tell you, it, it, had this game continued on the it's way. Not, now Shanahan is the head coach for, for the, the Niners, and, and, and then Lynch is the general manager. I mean, talk about uh, a nightmare to happen. Uh, it's just nightmare scenario all around. Yeah, every time they threw it to Julio, he was able to do it. But I'll tell you what, had this game continued on the way it was supposed to historically go, right. Hooper, right. that 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 young tight end, Hooper, yeah. the, he yeah. would have been he would have been the guy that they like. Who is it? He would have been like what Malcolm Butler was in uh, Super Bowl right. Forty Nine. He would have been who is this guy? What he would have been uh, just an overnight sensation. Because again, just like we we were talking about last time on the last episode of this of our podcast, that you know they're gonna okay they're gonna cover Julio. They're gonna say all right, we're gonna I cover can't. Sanu. Throw to somebody else. They threw to somebody else. Gabriel had a great game. Uh, all these other guys had great games, but the problem was is that they just right. they 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 wanted to pass. They wanted to pass all day. Now, what and, about yeah. the catch? 
the ca- I mean, well, first of all, Julio's catch. Two of Julio's catches. I mean, if this guy is not um, a ballet star, he has to be. Uh, he's amazing. I mean, he's a he's an athletic freak. Yeah. Twice, twice he dropped the toes down, but that second one where he just yeah. went a forty five degree angle, upper body, lower body, just unbelievable. Yeah. But yes, Julian Edelman. I, it, uh, say uh, you know one thing about the Patriots, they're they're big, three straight. Uh, he super- had some drops too. It's a game of redemption. Uh, well, first of all, Brady was off target a lot. Um, I will say this: the Falcons got to him. I was I was starting to. I went online. I voted for um, who's it? Barrett or uh, Jared? What's it? Oh, yeah, ninety-seven. Because I was like three sacks on Brady. He's getting constant pressure on him. That would have had everything gone the way it was supposed to. I, he he should have been probably MVP. Well, um, dude, I think you'd want him in the Hall of Fame because uh, you love seeing Brady sack. Oh man. Uh, it was it was wonderful, but you could tell it was exciting. It was two games in one. It was great. It if was you're an Atlanta fan. You had one game. If you were New England, it's like you couldn't write this script. Of course, it's epic. No, uh, look, the pressure they got to Brady. Brady started to throw off target. He needed to get that ball out, and it just wasn't it, at at first in the first half. It wasn't working well. At all, but four straight Super Bowls, the two giant Super Bowls, and we always forget because they were on the losing side. But prior to the goal line uh, play calling in Super Bowl Forty Nine with the Seahawks, don't forget right. there was that amazing catch by Curse. Uh, Curse had that unbelievable, yeah. almost yeah. helmet catch. Back, you know, so and here Julio Jones does it again. But now the Patriots have their own Julian Edelman. And his unbelievable catch, where he almost levitated the ball off the ground. I mean, he let go of it. I love that he had his hand underneath it. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't you can't teach it better than that. No, you can't. And they go down and two 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 point conversions. And of course, you know. Well, that's shocking. I mean, statistically, to get both of them, I really thought they weren't going to get the second. No, um, well, they, but I, I, gosh, I hate to give them credit, but the the, the tried and true. The, the, you're the, not the, going to give who credit? The defense that gave up 554 yards? No, no. What I'm going to say is is that um, Josh McDaniel on the second, because there was the two-point two, two conversions. Yeah. The first one, they threw it. Um, which which was almost kind of like a this is how you do it Seattle if you're going to throw out the goal line this is how you do it that's number one number two is they're tried and true there there's two goal line or, or two point conversion plays that they always play whereas Brady um, rushes forward with it the QB uh, sneak and then the direct snap I will say I'll give I'll give Josh McDaniels credit and 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 the offensive side of the ball they saved their tried and true one the direct snap the one where it looks like Brady oh right. it went over his head and it's a direct snap it used to be the Kevin Falk specialty but now it's the James White specialty where he takes well, it Well I remember back in the day they'd give it in the eye they give it to the fullback Yeah who you know because it's a quick hitter so that direct snap was brilliant yeah listen uh, the, the the coaching was horrible for 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 Atlanta. I mean, I, I guess they were on a high and figured at any moment they could pull the trigger, but you know, they shot blank. Um, this Arthur Blank, if he were to do one really intelligent thing in this off season, it is to get rid of every single member of this team. 
I'm, I'm making the proclamation right now. I'm making the proclamation. This Falcons team, this core, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, uh, yeah. uh, Dim, uh, the GM Dimitrov, um, uh, Dan Quinn, this core will not return back to the Super Bowl. There's no way. This is this is almost. Um, I mean, th- this is going to hang around the team forever. This is ep- <laughs> th- no. This is this is horrendous. You cannot. You can say all you want. We're not going to be defined by by two by two quarters. We're not going well, fi- to be defined what, by half. What, what teams right now are considered the worst uh, in the Super Bowl? I mean, franchises. Franchises like, like the worst showing is it the Vikings and the Bills. I I mean you have to say the Bills. I mean the Bills once had nine turnovers in a game. They weren't even in that to begin with. The one thing the Falcons had on their side was that they had a half. They had a brilliant <laughs> first half, but the second half, as much as I hate him and as much as I'm angry at Belichick for 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 quitting as head coach of the Jets after a couple hours, he he does a great job at halftime saying, what do we have to do? Here's what we have to do. I mean, they shot a, after, I forget what play it was, but they, they, they pan over to him, and he's he's looking, he's squinting, and he starts to write down on a piece of paper. You know, he's either yeah, writing... Who, who, who's not going to be on the team next who am I Who am I cutting at halftime? No, he was... All right, <laughs> that play didn't work. Let's continue on from there. As much as I hate him and as much as I'm jealous, because not to say that the Jets would be five-time Super Bowl champions under his watch, yeah. but at least it'd be a little bit better than butt fumble in my life. Yeah, but but how about time of possession, 40 to 23? I mean, it, uh, it, uh, I heard Josh... Uh, Mc... It's inexcusable. Apparently at halftime, Josh McDaniel went in and said to the offense, look, th- look how, mon- how, many pl- how much time the defense have been on. They're going to get tired, and boy, did yeah. they get tired. Yeah, but you know what? 63... Wait, what did they have? Uh, 63 pass, 63 passes. Brady has 63 attempts. That's another stat. When you, you see that in, in a box score, you figure that team lost. And so they that, and they and they lost the turnover battle. And they had uh, Brady, you know, threw a pick six. Yeah. And I mean, so they defied some some huge odds, and you know, not to mention that one percent chance of winning. So yeah, it, it's one will be talked about. It's going to be talked about forever. And yeah. uh, honestly, this is one that it, he no, should Brady walk away. I think so. I think so for a lot of reasons. Now I'm gonna I'm, I'll be absolutely quite honest. I want him to leave. Go away. Go <laughs> away. That's number one. Number two yeah, who's is better. Who's better, him or Peyton Manning? I mean, that that's over now, right? You can bury that. It look. Right, you have to bury that. Uh, I, I will say, I'm going to say this: Brady's the best of this era. You cannot call him the greatest because there's no way he can compare to somebody. Well, you can now. Well, I look. You want me to tell? Look, I will say that he's better, uh, you know, historically than Peyton Manning. But, yeah, Peyton, but people are myopic. You know, they only see what's in front of them. Right. Nobody's going to. I mean, look. Joe Montana was was. It feels like eons ago, but it was technically in in my youth when he was. When he was playing some of his best football, he's four right. and zero. He's four and zero in the Super Bowl. Let's not forget Brady yeah. is five and two. Yeah, yeah. Fine, you have five rings, but guess what? If they had yeah. won, if they had won Super Bowl forty two against the Giants yeah. and yeah. completed the perfect season, yes, we yeah. can absolutely say with that. But he went. But, he know, went we're not going to get to see Brady on another team. 
Like oh. we saw Montana with with the Chiefs. Yeah, we saw. You know, so, yeah, so you know it was kind of sad almost. You you see you saw Favre on the Jets and the with Vikings. The, yeah, sad. Yes. Um, Namath played a season with the Rams. I, Johnny Unitas with the Chargers. You're not going to see this with Brady. But here's the right, other thing, and right. this is why you know we'll also get into Goodell for a minute. But to start off with, this people are uh, outside of New England. Tell me who is excited to see the Patriots in the Super Bowl? Who watches the Super Bowl and says, "Yay, the Patriots are in it again." That aren't that that don't that don't wear a Patriots jersey or live in Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and some parts of New York and New Jersey. Who right. is excited? They did a nationwide poll. Fifty sit. Now I understand. You know how ironic in in a in electric in an election year. Of course, the joke has been made. Don't, don't believe the polls, please. I mean, have we seen enough of them being wrong? The joke has been made numerous times in the last couple of days. The paid, the Falcons won the popular vote because fifty six percent. 56, yeah. <laughs> 56% of people wanted the Falcons to win. Nobody, right. nobody. But they, like to, but they won the Electoral College. Nobody is excited outside of a New, New England Patriot fan to see the right. Patriots in a Super Bowl again. And right. enough with the redemptive story. My goodness, mm. how wonderful. they're the villain. They play the villain. I know they play the villain, but at some, t- at some point the hero's got to come down with a steel chair. I know, <laughs> but they certainly got under your skin. My skin? How many other people's <laughs> skins? And uh, look, I'm just a guy who sits here and enjoys it from the fans' perspective. I'm not out there kissing rear ends and, as as Rex said, yeah. kissing rings. I'm not interested, yeah. and I'm going to tell you something. And I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it a lot because I didn't want to think about them winning a fifth Super Bowl. Um, is that uh, part of the reason... I was thinking about the rise of the NFL and when it became big. Obviously, television had a big part of that. But it was com- in the 50s and 60s, it came at a time when baseball was declining. And a lot of that has to do with the dominance of the Yankees and how many World Series they appeared in. Baseball went from being number one to America's past time, if you will. And I think, and I really truly believe this, aside from the concussion issue, aside from just a lot of other issues, if we consistently see the Patriots and Tom Brady in the Super Bowl for the next, I'd say, four Super Bowls, three out of four Super Bowls, people will get tired of it. People are still going to watch the Super Bowl because it's the Super Bowl. Because it's it's America's um, unofficial it's a holiday. It's right. a it is a holiday. My, truly, if you were to take a poll right now, again, we're talking about polls. If you were to take a poll, people would think <laughs> people would say that the Monday after Super Bowl should be a, a, an observed day off. Well, the way I see the the, the work ethic, they they like to work from home and only three days a week. Who the well, I mean, what the it's football the general f- public? Well, I mean, who wouldn't want to? Um, yeah, you know, we record. So we're recording this the night before a snowstorm. Hey, I'm, a lot of people are excited to to take yeah. the day off. But well, not know, everybody. But, but getting back to the popularity and the rise of it, I mean, you know, it's a game of uh, urgency. It is. And baseball is a game of leisure, and once it was televised and you had the physical contact, and yeah. uh, you know, it's a natural. It is. But I'm telling you, and the, now it's being milked. But don't forget, boxing had its era, and now it's MMA. 
Right. So there's there's more urgency, and you know, so so let's see but what it, they do with it. But at least I mean? in at least in boxing and MMA, there's turnover. In uh, like, even though Tiger Woods brought it up to its biggest point, yeah. um, he had a downfall, and now it's everybody's scrambling. Like that's also an individual sport. Well, don't forget, don't forget, yeah. football's a team sport. So, but it it just shows that that Belichick is better than uh, than his peers. It is, and I was also thinking of among the many things else that was going on, you know, with post Super Bowl. I was thinking about how. Uh, the NFL, uh, football always, they always say historically, like um, mirrors the image of the world at its time. You know, the AFL and right. the 60s and, you know, stuff like that. And I'm thinking about looking at here, I mean, you've got um, owners, aside from, I think, four franchises uh, who are owned, uh, like, continual, continually family-owned. So many of the other franchises are billionaire play toys. That they're owned by basically businesses, if you will, and so here among all others is one that in in a game that's supposed to be set up for parity, and everybody gets a fair share yeah. and a chance. Here's one one team, one business, one franchise that continually reaches the top, and so it kind of mirrors that sort of you know business first idea. Like basically, they're Walmart. Uh, the Patriots are Walmart of football. You know, I well, mean, the the Walmart. I mean, no. I mean, I'm I'm thinking they're a lot higher in than that. Uh, Disney, uh, just basically, they are dominating because you 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 know, they're just they they control so much. They are omnipresent. They're everywhere. They've got something that you know. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it. They suspended the league. Talking about Cattell, uh suspended uh, Brady for four games, and they lost the draft pick too, right? Yeah. And they still win the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he's, he's you know, in the in 100-yard the dash, he's, he's three strides uh, out of the field. Yeah, I understand that. And it, it's also because all these other coaches move on to greener pastures. His mentor, Bill, pa- Bill Parcells, constantly moved on to one franchise to another. He found— And he didn't, and he didn't uh, excel. No. He, 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 he created a lot of good stuff. For a lot of different franchises, but none like this. And it's just, it, it start, it's not fun anymore, really, quite honestly. As somebody who does not like the Patriots, it's, it's not fun. It's not fun to constantly see them. And then to say that my team is one of the, you know, one of the, the, the fish that get fed to him, you know, during the season yeah. to pump up their... Yeah. So it's just really frustrating. Yeah, you've had enough. I, I've, I've had enough. So many okay, of them. good. So we can move on to ba- we can move on to baseball. Well, what yes. to the Mets is they haven't done anything. I mean, they're going through, they're they're going uh, holding that hand pat. Well, I'll, we'll talk about that in one second. But I do want to finish off with one point. And everybody, I'm sh- I'm sure everybody was excited to finally see Roger. Ooh, because that was the thing. Uh, people saying, "I want to see the Patriots win just so Goodell can shake their hand and hand him the trophy." Yeah, 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 I did too. Yeah, you saw it, and and what happened? Now it's business. It's yeah. business. Nothing happened. Right. First of all, the booing. Can you please tell me uh, of a commissioner in any sport that was cheered? That was cheered when they got on the microphone uh, to hand. Gary Bettman has been booed forever. Um, <laughs> I mean, nobody was excited to see David Stern. No, but, of course not. No, but see, I mean. 
going against commissioners has been cool. Have we forgotten, or has it not been explained to people who don't know, about Jim McMahon wearing Roselle across his headband in protest yeah. of Pete Roselle? I mean, Pete yeah. Roselle is, is the closest thing. He was respected. He wasn't loved. And because yeah. he, he told Jim well, McMahon... Well, you know, the Marshall Lynch incident didn't, uh, didn't bode well either. No. I mean, the, the league has a whole history of this. Yes. Nobody is excited for a commissioner. They respect them in the sense that you are somebody with a suit, and if I were to cross your path, bad things might happen well, to me. Not only that, they're ahead of monopolies. And they're, they're <laughs> commissioners are put in place by owners. They will never get fired mm-hmm. until that commissioner starts losing them money or they mm-hmm. pass away. What's Jerry Jones doing in the Hall of Fame? Jerry Jones, uh, he... You know, what's going on with that? He created PSLs. <laughs> I mean, that's the long and the short of it. He came up with a way to make money. Yeah, but so, so put him in an owner's hall of fame. What is he doing? The there NFL is no, hall there is no owner hall of fame. He's an he was. He well, was, there should be. He was I voted mean, he, in he as. He shouldn't be about. You know, he never put a helmet on. No, nope, he? he was voted in as an architect. He he oh, created. But no, listen. There's a reason. But the architect didn't his, didn't his practice facility collapse? <laughs> man, man. Hey, what kind of architect is this? I can't take it anymore. Well, have you seen Jerry World down there? Have you? Have you seen? No, I haven't. Well, not in person, but the Palatial Mansion you see every couple Sundays on on national yeah, yeah, television. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's why he's in. Well, um, my governor was down there, you know, eating free food. Well, you know, hey, he loves that stuff, I guess. Um, uh, and one other thing. Oh, the so speaking of the Hall of Fame, Ladainian Tomlinson is in. Jason great, Taylor's great in. Guy. Um, Morton Anderson is in. Uh, who else right, was in? Kickers. Uh, I think Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis made it in. With um, a short career, but he was a good one. But you know, just like not to compare him to Sandy Koufax, but I mean, short careers. It it it, it matters well, what I, you do. I have a particular attachment to him because he played for George Allen. Who did? In in a small college before he transferred. Oh, Terrell Davis at San Diego yes. State. Yes. Yes. Now, what about Terrell Owens not getting in? He's going to get in, but I think this is the me. This is well, these are the voters. Drama queens. Oh, absolutely, you know. absolutely. But this is these are the this is the voters. Uh, you know who are who are all sports football writers. Their way of getting back at him because you right. know he gave them some good stuff, but he also gave them some really maddening well, stuff. I, the fact that Brian Dawkins isn't in that bothers me. Well. Just give it time. If you know Terrell Davis, I mean, there are some guys who you might say like, I don't know if he should be in. Like, I don't know if you know certain guys should be in. But uh, but I, I I think Brian Dawkins, who who shouldn't be in. Yeah. Um. I I don't know, but I've heard. And now I can't really speak on this because I don't really remember him that well. But people used to talk about Harry Carson. Should have, should Harry Carson have been in, or was he just a, a product of work, playing with Carl Banks and uh, uh, Lawrence Taylor? Um, well, that's a good point. Right. So there might be some people who say Terrell Davis. There might be some people that say Terrell Davis shouldn't be in because of well, a, I, a, a yeah, because of his short I career that. and also compared to somebody like Barry but Sanders. Terrell Davis didn't like ruin uh, three different coaches and quarterbacks. I mean, with with uh, what, what Owens did in San Francisco with Garcia and and then in uh, you know Philadelphia. I mean. You know, there's a wicked destruction behind that guy, too. True. Plus plenty of entertainment. I mean, I'll never forget him taking out that Sharpie. I mean, how sweet was that? Don't forget, get your get you your know, popcorn. Any, anybody that can go jump on the, the, the Dallas Star, that's cool by me. <laughs> he made get your popcorn cool. Get your popcorn ready. 
Yeah. To watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. He made yeah, that. He so made that call. He, he's cultural. Um, but I mean, uh, statistically, he was the best wide receiver during his time. There's a reason why yeah, the teams yeah, he was on yeah, yeah. were. I, I, can, really I can see why they hesitate. Yeah, th- this is their payback, and I wouldn't be surprised if that happens to somebody like Belichick. Uh, you know, like people nah, keep. Nah, I, I wouldn't look. I'm not saying that he's not getting in. He's gonna get in. Brady will get well, in. I mean, you know, who's better, Belichick or Lombardi? Oh, Lombardi, nine and no. one, nine and one in the playoffs. I, he also tell me something that tell me something landmark that uh, Belichick did in terms of the, the game. How has he changed the game? Lombardi changed the game in a way with coaching when he went up to Green Bay. What did what has Belichick done that's landmark that you're going to look back in twenty thirty years and say? Yeah, he was ahead of every. He was ahead of all the coaches in terms of just the game. But what did he do that said, "Well, nobody else was doing that. Only now are we catching up." So there you go. I mean, it, Lombardi is the, still the greatest coach. Right. I mean that. There's uh, that's what I have to say. Well, people's memories slip, and it's hard to compare eras. And people go with pop. Well, of course, modern bias is is very rampant. That's why. With football, it's really hard to compare across. Uh, with with baseball, it's all statistical. You can look and say Babe Ruth would still be good now. Ty Cobb, Hank Aaron would still be good now. All these guys would still, you know, uh, uh, Mike Schmidt could probably pay well, and play in the fifties. Like I stuff wish like I that. could see a Dick Night Train Lane. I mean, when you have a name like that, you know you're a heavy hitter. He was a safety. Right now, he'd be a linebacker. Like the, like it's yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, when you think about certain players like that, when you think about uh, who's another one, but yeah, like Lawrence Taylor, he changed. Like he was part of a game changing. He went from a linebacker to basically he played linebacker like a defensive end, like that sort of thing. Um, so anyway, so that's that's it for football. We're done until the the combine, the uh, the yearly football Olympics, as I like to call them. Um, oh, did you see um, with the NFL? Did you see uh, any of the Pro Bowl? The uh, team challenge competition. No, I didn't see any of so any they had, the Pro Bowl at all. And none well, of the, uh, the skill the, the competition. Sk- I didn't watch. Like I didn't watch the Pro Bowl game, but I watched the skills right. competition because I love that stuff. You know, sure. they've they've got like wide receivers at different stations. Like you have to run to a spot, and there's one handed grab, two handed grab, over the shoulder catch, uh, toe nice. like toe tap, um, stuff like that. Uh, running yeah. back, uh, you know, having to run through a like a. Um, a foam brick wall. Yeah. There was the. Uh, it was a drone flying a football high in the air and then dropping it like a like a punt. Sweet. So you had to try and catch it, stuff like that. There was a, and then it ended with a team dodgeball game, which was fun. That sounds like fun. That was fun. Much much more fun than the game was. Is it, right, right. Except Ezekiel Elliott running down a fan and trying to tackle him. <laughs> um, so. What I thought was great is that now uh, Beckham's being uh, mentored. By who? Uh, uh, Chris uh, Carter. No, from uh, the Vikings. Yeah, Chris Carter. Carter, Chris Carter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. He's being mentored. I heard he got letters of recommendation to the league, and and all. You know what a great citizen he is. I mean, look, I, I w- so this is the big, uh, you know, uh, you know, comeback story. I will say this, um, uh, you know, coming out of college, there was a lot of questions about Randy Moss, and Chris Carter really helped Randy Moss. It was after he left. That's when Randy yeah. became Randy. Yeah. But uh, he does social work. 
He's also the guy that was caught on tape uh, telling guys, you know, to have other people ready to take responsibility as the driver in a car and all those. Things. Yeah, yeah. Have 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 your buddies around uh, t- to keep to keep somebody as a fall yeah. guy. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, nobody's perfect, and especially not Chris <laughs> Carter. But if you can, but I will say he had well, he we had doesn't always work. Yeah, but he's also good at saying, "Yo, knock it off, catch the football." I think that's about it. Yeah. All right, well, now he, he, uh, he has a great public image. He does. He, he does in that respect. Yes. All right. So now we can finally move on to baseball. Not and yeah, not much has been going on. This has been a pretty quiet off season. I mean, the only real signing that came about, like the big signing recently, was Mike Napoli signed with the Rangers. Um, so he leaves the Indians because now Edwin Encarnacion is the DH supreme in Cleveland. Um, okay. um, uh, what is it called? Petco? Um, right. The um, Ah, what is it called? The stadium? No, 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 no. Uh, Petka? Pe- Petico. Uh, it's a, a baseball, um, what do you want to call it? A projection. Uh, okay. People. So anyway, so they have the Dodgers having the highest win total this season at ninety-eight wins. Um, wow. Yeah, ninety-eight wins for that. And they're going to lose to the Cubs. Uh, probably they have the Cubs at I think like ninety-one something. Basically, the Cubs are not number one going into the season uh, projection-wise. Now this That's is also likely. this is also the service that continually ranked the Royals under five hundred. In their two World Series yeah. appearance, can anybody get behind them anymore? I mean, they're, they're disappointing. Uh, they they do they're they're pretty disappointing. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Pakoda. I apologize. Baseball prospectus's uh, uh, Pakoda projections right. um, are uh, are what what's behind this. Um, so yeah. So they have. Let's see. Uh, other ones that they have here. They, I'm sorry, they have the Dodgers at 100 wins. Um, they have uh, the Cubs at 92, the Mets at 89, uh, and they have the Nationals and Giants in the wild card positions. Uh, in the American League, they have the Red Sox at 91, the Indians at 93, and the Houston Astros at 94. Now where are the Yankees? Uh, the Yankees are in third at 82 wins. Right. Now, what about this guy? I just read something about they signed this guy who had 41 home runs last year. Then I said, well, how good could he be? They signed him one year, three million. Well, Chris Carter, Chris Carter, um, uh, again, talking about... <laughs> the Carter family. Yeah, Chris Carter. This is the... He's he's a big hitter. Uh, he's got a 536 slugging percentage against... Is this like Dave Kingman? Or pretty much. Kind of guy is this? Kind of. Um, he's... Pardon me. Yeah, he he hit five thirty six against um, he five thirty six against right handed oh left handed pitching. And don't forget, they're in a division with Chris Sale and right. David Price. So really, they're looking at uh, who to bat up against those guys when somebody like right. Greg Bird, who's a lefty, is going to be in uh, right in there. So. So yeah, so that's the so so. What's his negatives? I mean, he's only making three million. What, what's up? Well, uh, he's he's a bit of a strikeout guy. I'll pull up his stats real quick. But yeah, y- yeah he um, the he, the Astros didn't want him anymore, and I think that they were worried that he was gonna not have quite as good a season. Um, 
the following year. Uh, let's look at him real quick. Chris Carter. Yeah, when they, yeah, when they sign these same guys now, do, do they have to give uh, compensation? Are they getting rid of that rule? Or do they still have No, they still have that. I apologize. Okay. Uh, he was with Milwaukee in 2016. Right, right. Uh, 41 home runs, 94 RBIs. He ha- he batted 222. Oh, yeah, Dave Kingman right there. By the way, he also led the National League with 206 strikeouts. Yeah, there you go. And in 2013, in his first real full season with the Houston Astros in 2013, he hit 29 home runs, 82 RBIs, and he struck out a major league leading 212. Uh, Hasn't a strikeout really helped with, uh, with, with so many strikeouts, like making the game shorter? It has. Um, to an extent, I mean, now it's a, there's no shame in, in striking out. But the other thing that's happening now is that they're trying to uh, change some of the rules or at least tighten, oh, yeah. tighten things up. So they've decided to go with um, a... Sw- the top of the kneecap, right? Right. They're going to try and sh- uh, shorten or drop the... Uh, stri- uh, no, raise the strike zone. So it's not all down by their feet. They're also going to bypass. They want to now. These are all things that they want to put in place. They want to bypass the intentional uh, intentional walk by just saying, like holding up four fingers. All right, go to first. No more throwing no, but, the four pitches. Yeah, well, it doesn't happen that often. Intentional walks really anymore because there's you know I, I wonder what the stats are you know year to year because I'm thinking back in the day people got walked. I mean. Then now sure. everybody thinks they can face any batter they want. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, is that, that's not a big deal, really, in no. saving time in games. It doesn't happen that often. No. And speaking about um, saving times in, in baseball and trying to excite things, uh, there's a there, MLB is trying a new extra innings rule. Now they're going to be practicing this in they're going to be practicing this in rookie ball. And also right. in the World Baseball Classic, which is coming up in a few months. Yeah, what is the rule? Okay, so from the 10th inning on, there will be a runner at the start of the inning, a runner at second base. I, I, don't, I don't know if I like this. Um, I think it's a little bit too much. To, look, I understand if, if there's a game and it's the 15th inning. Look, I know baseball is the, not the most scintillating game to sit and watch. I'm in the minority that loves to watch a game like that. That so goes putting the guy in second base, so they want they're enticing the score. Right, they're enticing the score because um, I believe it was Joe Torre. Joe Torre was quoted as saying, "Quote: What really initiated it is sitting in the dugout in the 15th inning and realizing everybody is going to the plate trying to hit a home run and everyone is trying to end the game themselves. So basically he's saying, you know, nobody tries to hit the ball. They, they, nobody tries to make contact. Yeah. They just want to be the hero and have the walk-off home run. I don't know if I, I like it. I mean, hearing it is just strange. It takes something away from, from a simple idea of just like, look, try and score. You know, it also takes. Well, well, I'm thinking that what, what, what don't they do a kind of thing like in hockey where they change the rules where, where in overtime? You know, in overtime, they I think it's four and four. In college football, you get the ball starting at the 25. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking, why not make regular season uh, regular season games so, like they have that for the Super Bowl? The Super Bowl is going to be played no matter how long the overtime is. Right. Right. And yeah. they're going to end in a tie. 
No. So, yeah, but so in the regular season, you know, you have those, those rules. So what's wrong with a tie? You have ties in hockey all the time. I, I just, well, I, I don't. Right, right? I mean, what, what, what would you say to that? In the regular season, the end is in the tie, the game's tied. What, for baseball? Yeah. No. No, Why? no, I just, no, I just don't like but, that. But not in the World Series. No, I understand not doing that in the World Series. You have to I have mean, winners the playoffs, there. You know. But also, there's uh, no, I, I, I don't well, like I don't that. Want, I don't want to see a guy at second for an Ebert. I, I don't want that. I, I, mean, stuff, I, don't, stuff. I want to manufacture stuff. Yes. I mean, they, I mean, they've already done it by changing the mound up, down, by uh, ballparks, season to season, how defenses. I mean, you know, some things have to remain uniform. Well, so then, then hitting coaches and they need to. Well, you can't slide. You can't. You know all these stuff at home. I can't take it anymore. Right. That's what I mean. So, so basically, you're saying here's a gimme. Now, now win. I don't like that. No, I don't like that. Of no. course not. No, I'd rather have the game be in a tie and have a problem. How about this? Get. Tie. How about this? Get hitters and teach hitters how to make contact. I'm not saying that you need to have your yeah. your 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 cleanup hitter slap but, be a slap hitter, but something. Yeah. But how about if you bought a ticket and you go to the game? I would rather see a tie at the end of the ninth inning than to see my team lose. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, so what's wrong with that? So long as it's not a weekday, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to stay there uh, in, in extra innings because that's excitement. That's regular season excitement. Yeah, but you if to... everybody gets a trophy, a tie should be fine. I d- no, no ties in baseball. There's no ties in baseball. All countries Stop get it. soft, son. Uh, well, I, to, to an extent that I don't think it should ever infringe upon something like baseball. Uh, look, I'm not what you call a baseball yeah, purist. Pure. I'm, I'm not what you call a baseball purist. Believe me. Why, you like you liked it? I have no problem with it, and I have no problem if there's somebody who did steroids in the Hall of Fame. If their numbers on if the, number- I think the pitcher should bet. I have no problem with the pitcher batting. It's just an ethical point. I have no problem with the pitcher batting, but I also know the game is more interesting when you're trying to get nine guys out and not, all right, easy out, easy out, let's move up. Well, it bothers me when companies uh, water down the liquor, you know. Right. And that's what they're doing to all these sports. Right, but with baseball and having no ties is an added bonus to it. There are no ties. And if you pay, if I pay a ticket, to, if I'm yeah, paying money to it, go... But it's like the comedian says, it's extra innings. It's not sudden death. No. It's a, yeah, you keep playing until there's a winner. It brings excitement. Whereas in all the other... Sp- yeah. you know, but I, I, listen, there's cities that have time limits where the game has to be postponed. And, you know, it, it's... I know. Trying to, they're trying to accommodate too many things at once. I know, but don't do it by changing something that's been a part of the game forever. Not because, not because, not out of the honor of it, because that's not how the game's played. So anyway, uh, but you were talking about the Mets earlier in uh, in this episode. Uh, yeah, the Mets have pretty much stayed pat. Now the Mets have decided to stay pat in terms of their offense. Everybody who was on the team offensively has returned. The only difference, even the bullpen, the bullpen is still the same. The only difference is that the pitchers are coming back. That's it. Well, there's a big difference. There's a guy that uh, might not play at all, and he hasn't been charged with anything. Well, uh, Jerry's familiar. Uh, again, what happens in the courts is different. I mean, don't forget there were four men. Or, I'm sorry. These are matters for the courts. These are matters for the courts. There were. There were... <laughs> a nice Simpsons reference on an episode of Everyman Sports. There are eight men 
who were a part of the uh, white Chicago White Sox from the 1918 World Series that aren't in that, that aren't allowed to be a part of baseball anymore uh, historically. And they, and they weren't charged with They anything? weren't charged. Well, they were charged, but they were found not guilty by a court of law. Now, you want to say that's really? 1919 uh, Chicago courts? I can understand. Hint, <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. Well, look at but, the lawlessness in Chicago today. Well, that's part. Well, yes. Now, uh, but again, even if you Now, don't forget, uh, Araldus Chapman, his didn't. His was. His charges were dropped. He still got 30 games. Um, he's back. Isn't, he's with the Yankees? He's with the Yankees. And by the way, here's my proclamation. Because he was so overused, overused by Joe Madden for that World Series. He's tired. He's he, tired. Yeah. The, you're going to see a diminished fastball. I'm not going to say he's going to see him bounce. Big time. I'm not going to say he's going to be terrible. He's still going to be good. But you are going to see historic highs become me- mediocre lows for him. Okay. Uh, that sounds about right. I'm not saying bad, but you're going to look and I you're think g- you're using the money ball strategy. I'm just saying, you're going to hear this a lot. Hmm, Araldus Chapman's velocity has diminished. Yes, you're going to hear that this year. That's number one. Number two is is that, uh, yeah, so he got 30 games and his charges got dropped out of, you know, his thing didn't go to the courts. Right. Cherise Familia, who had a domestic uh, 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 arrest uh, for domestic uh, violence, he now the other thing is Chapman had a gun. Chapman discharged a gun. There's no gun here. Um, Cherise Familia, I'm going to say, is uh, 20 games. Now for the Mets, that's that that's okay in terms of what he's missing. Like basically, they'll be able to make those that up that's not going to hurt them too too much right. in terms of that now don't forget their starters are coming back harvey mats Degrom. Degrom is already throwing uh really good down in spring training before uh he's doing off-season work technically down there before he's going to be there right. when everybody else comes down uh zach wheeler's going to be back um six months after he was really supposed to come back but it's i heard be the lefties back too steven mats yeah yeah uh to go along with Syndergaard who should still be okay, plus... He'll, the, he'll be the starter. Plus the rise... He'll, he'll, he'll start opening day. He's going to... Uh, he might... He probably will. Plus the rise of Gazelman and Lugo. And the Mets have already... You know, Sandy Alderson and all the staff have already decided they're not going to do any short rest. They're going to use a six-man rotation at certain points during the year because there are so many starters here. And don't forget, this team went to the yeah, wild card. The pitching's not their problem. Scoring no, runs. Right, but here's the thing. They won't have Duda. to score. They... I mean, this guy's still around, right? Right, but look, the point is, is that they don't have to score as many runs because they're not going to be giving up as many runs. And because Duda will be back, and don't Duda's top five uh, first baseman in um, baseball. Well, what, what about defense? De- defense, de- defense, schmefense. I mean, uh, center field is going to be you know in charge by Granderson, who's close to forty, who hasn't played center field regularly, and they've got a better guy defensively on the bench in Juan Lagares, and they're going to be moving guys around. But I mean. Th- you know, it's just going to be about pitching, and you're talking about strikeouts. We're living in the era of strikeouts. It's a lot easier if you just and, strike and the guy you've out. Got the, uh, David Wright. You know, how much can he play? How much gas is left in that tank? You know, is it better to move on? But no, he's the, you know, you know the he, he, we, front, French page of the uh, organization. 
So, you know, that's another story. But his best days are behind him. No? Sure, but the Mets will move on when he wants to move on. It's the same thing with Brady and Wright. Yeah, not just... That's not how you get better. That, uh, Belichick wouldn't put up with that. Right, I understand that. He'd usually cut somebody like that. But look, baseball is different in that sense that, you right. know, you can still have, you can basically have a bench spot for a mentor. So, but what happened to, what have you done for me lately? Uh, you know, uh, well, they made the wild card game last year. They hosted the wild card game, and the only deficiency that they had really last year was their starting pitching was injured. Don't forget, Neil Walker, Neil Walker uh, didn't finish right. the season, and he's back. So that's going to be a big deal for them, so. It's going to be it's it's a really exciting only a couple more days before the pitchers and catchers and then before you know it it's spring training so Oh yeah, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be real cool. So, um but yeah, so that's baseball. It's going to come up real soon. You're going to start seeing a lot more flurries of of big names that haven't been signed yet. Don't forget, Jose Batista hasn't been signed yet. If I remember correctly, I could be totally wrong on that. Let me look at that up real quick mm-hmm. before I say something. Um obviously I could get rid of this off the podcast, but I don't want to. I want people to know that I'm not exactly sure. Um, yeah, I think he is... Okay, maybe he did get signed. I apologize. Yeah, he did get signed by the uh, oh, by the Blue Jays, I believe. Let me just double-check oh, real okay. quick. Yeah, so in any case, um, stuff like that. So, yeah, he signed a one-year $18 million contract with the Blue Jays in January. My apologies. So, there you go. All right. Dad, thank you very much for joining me on this episode. You're welcome, son. Uh, we're going to take a small hiatus, um, but we'll be back pretty soon, um, not as regularly during the football season. We're trying to get more guests sprinkled in, more of a baseball flavor, and uh, just kind of spread things out. So, uh, But, Dad, thanks again. And, um, Andrew, please take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.